You're listening to the Shots Aside Podcast. I'm your host, Alex. we got a special trade deadline episode going on today. Adam and Matt will be joining me today. We'll go through all the notable trades that happened at the trade deadline. Uh, and then also to end the podcast, we got a special lightning round uh, that Matt will be uh, giving us questions, me and Adam. And then the winner of that uh, is basically just the winner of the lightning round. But uh, we'll get into the episode with the trade deadline coming up next. Let's get it. Welcome back to the Shot Side Podcast. I'm your host, Alex. Matt and Adam today on tap. How you doing today, guys? What up, what up? What up? <laughs> doing good. <laughs> what a yourself. day. What a day. I mean, one of the best NBA trade deadlines I think I've ever seen. Um, so many good stars that were traded. If you guys missed, we'll go through them all. You guys want to start with who was your first all-star that got traded? Uh, at this trade deadline? Yeah, LeBron got traded, right? He did. He did. But I think only only to be bought out. Right? <laughs> no, I thought they traded with the USC to get Bronny. Bring him <laughs> yeah. straight to the Lakers. <laughs> they just skip out of the draft. They just get him. <laughs> no, um, yeah, so not that great of a trade deadline. Not a lot of great moves. I mean, you know, there were some pieces, I'd say, that could possibly help out some of these teams like the Mavericks, the Knicks, the Suns, the Thunder, um, the 76ers. Um, but for the most part, guys, not a lot of trades that really move the needle. Yeah, I mean, it, it was more uh, Western Conference teams uh, shoring up their benches than anything, along with uh, the Knicks, too. They, they did good at the end here. I mean, really, uh, the Knicks honestly might have had one of the biggest overall between the whole trade, the end line, if you factor in the OG trade from earlier. Um, I thought they made a lot of nice moves, um, getting uh, basically for nothing pretty much, too. They got Bogdanovich from the Pistons, as long as, as well as Alec Burks, who was a former Nick, but... Um, He's been on, like, then, eight seven or eight teams already yeah yeah but uh, and that really they didn't give up much they gave up grimes who wasn't really playing too much anyways um and then yeah i mean oh they, they also got precious too in that other trade and he's actually been yes. pretty decent for them so uh those four guys are i would say are pretty solid additions that they kind of round out um a Knicks team that has gone from uh, first round exit probably to probably a second round exit now. So um, <laughs> big moves yeah. right here, right? I mean, they yeah. they, they have a chance, right, Adam? Do you, do you think they have a chance to maybe make a, a deep run in that Eastern Conference? I mean, at the top you got obviously, you know what, Milwaukee and Boston, and then everybody else I think is kind of in that middle area. Do you think New York maybe has a chance to make it far? I like I like New York. I mean, for the first time in a long time, I can like confidently say that New York could probably like go to the conference finals. Yeah, I didn't I didn't hear any confidence in that at all. No, I'm. I, if you look at their team, like they, I mean, you gotta sell. Kinda, 
it's kind of shitty to, because uh, Julius Randle is out for an extended period of time. But I think he'll definitely be back before the playoffs anyways. But when he's on the team, like you it's have... about two to three weeks. Right. But he'll, he'll be out for a while. But when he's on the court, you have Jalen Brunson, you have Julius Randle. Isaiah Hardenstein's been making a huge jump, and I think he just got injured today. Did he really? Yeah, that, yeah. that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then you have all these pieces that they're bringing in in uh, the trade deadline. And if you look at their bench, it's a lot more stacked than most rosters in the NBA, especially in the East. And that's what, what, what wins you uh, championships is your bench at the end of the day. Says who? Says every team that's won the championship. Look at look at Golden State when they won. They had a crazy bench. Yeah, but like you look at most teams and you cut you got to cut down your bench to around like seven or eight players. They got about like, like 10 or 11 like solid rotational players. The thing I just worry about the Knicks is like, Behind Jalen Brunson, and I guess you can put Julius Randle in there, but who is that next guy? Is it, is it OG to be that next third option as a scorer? Is it Bogdanovich? Is, I mean, Bogdanovich, I mean, Bog- he's Bogdanovich not the best is, defender No, but, I mean, they, they have around, and like, around their, like, scores, they have really good defenders like OG, DiVincenzo is actually a good defender himself. Julius Randle's a good defender. No. And Hart's I mean, a good defender. Josh Hart. He's, he's not bad. Yeah, Josh. Good. Mitchell right. Robinson. When he, we didn't when, even talk about Mitchell he, Robinson yeah. when he comes back. When he comes yeah. back, that's going to be huge for them. And I think that they're going to be scary by the end of the year if they, they keep up what they're doing right now. Yeah. No, I like what they have on paper. Um, it's just... You know, I think offense might be a struggle a little bit for them in the playoffs, especially since, I mean, Julius Randle in the playoffs, not the best stats. Like, it seems like it always goes down for him every single year when it comes to from regular season to playoffs. Um, Jalen Brunson, on the other hand, though, I trust Jalen Brunson in the playoffs. It's just who's going to be that second guy to kind of help him out. Hopefully it's Julius this year, but. I think think OG's going to be a big factor in this whole you know, scheme of things. I mean, he's he's probably top five defender in the league when it comes to wings, because you can't really you can't really justify you know bringing centers and all of that because it's a little skewed. But so just everybody under six foot nine. Pretty much, more so just even, a perimeter defender. Yeah. Even though I think Bam's like he's probably like six nine. He's not that tall. Six ten ish. It's probably six ten with some uh, some some boosters on. <laughs> yeah, but some hops, Bam, Bam's probably the, the all round best defender in the league. I'd say. You yeah. think? You think? Yeah. Over eighty. So I, th- I would take eighties defense over Bam's. I would. I would take his rim protection, his paint defense, perimeter defense. I would take. Bam over AD. Yeah. Right. But I I think there's not there's not enough uh like interior like you know, I'm gonna block your shot like whenever you come through the hole. 
Like, there's not a lot of guys out there that can actually do that on a game-to-game game basis. Yeah, I mean, probably consistent. I mean, obviously, AD is a good defender. There's no denying he's not. I just think perimeter-wise, Bam's faster. But, I mean, anyways, just go, going back to the Knicks, though, I, I like the moves they made at the deadline. Um, I think a big thing for them is health. Uh, like, uh, OG's having his cleanup surgery on his elbow, and he's going to be out for three weeks. So, hopefully that heals up well for them. Um, and then also, Randall's still out, and Robinson are still out. And so, those two are huge. If They need both those guys to be healthy if they're going to make a run. Um, but I, I think this team does have the pieces that, defensively at least, that they could... Uh, definitely stir the pot in the they're definitely not going to be an easy out I'd say um, but yeah I mean a, a lot of their long term like uh, like prospects in the in the postseason will definitely depend on Randall's ability to score because um, that's kind of been their downfall is uh, gets to the postseason and all of a sudden he's a garbage can so um, <laughs> yeah I mean, kind of similar to Cat, too. <laughs> yeah, Knicks have all the pieces. Um, nobody's going to question that. It's And defensively, they'll be good. But I think just like the team I just mentioned and the Minnesota Timberwolves, like, defense can take you far. But um, in the playoffs, you got to have that, you know, one-two punch with uh, some top scorers. And they got to put up, you know, you got to have a guy that puts up 30, maybe a 40-piece one game. So, uh, you got to mix in the offense with the defense as well. But I want to get to uh, two other winners that I had on my list. Kind of maybe not complete winners, but definitely the Mavericks um, getting PJ Washington and Daniel Gafford. I think those were big additions to them. Um, and then we can also mat- mix that in with a team that I think should have gotten one of those two in the Thunder, uh, who got Gordon Hayward. Um, well also shedding off uh, Davis Berton's contract in that trade. Um, also used one of their first-round picks. But um, what did you guys think from the Mavericks side of things? And then also, do you think the Thunder missed out on maybe getting a center to add to their team? Or um, do you think it'll work out with that small ball lineup in the Western Conference? I mean, it's, it's the best that they probably could have done at the deadline. You talking about the Thunder or the Mavericks? Sorry, I'm I kind of made that hard. Uh, no, yeah, I'm talking about the Mavericks. Um, I mean, I like what they did. I mean, they went like they got PJ Washington. They went and got um, Daniel Gafford. But do I think that those are the pieces that are gonna, you know, make this Dallas team better in the playoffs? Probably well, not. Adam, let's be honest. Like none of these moves that happen on the trade deadline, like are. None of them are making moving the needle for anybody. It's not making anybody win a championship. It's just I know, maybe but... give you like a seventh or eighth option off the bench, right? No, I mean that's but Dallas has been desperate for you know a decent it's true big man, and that's what they need in order to you know go further in these playoffs. I mean they're they're a fun team to watch when you when you get to see Luca and Kai, but other than that, you're not really going to see them do too much i don't think yeah i mean uh i think some of these moves actually do have the potential to like lead to a championship um 
Not they're obviously okay. not like not like superstars, but uh, well, Dallas this was Mavs huge fan for, over here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean this was pretty huge for the Mavericks because uh, that's what they were thoroughly lacking. And Daniel Gafford is a really good pick and roll guy, and he's a great lob threat. And one of the best pick and rollers in the entire NBA is Luka Doncic. Um, That'll make things so I, easier. I, I think that I mean that definitely like creates like a bigger threat. Um, and then when you have guys like scores all over the place too, like Hardaway and uh, Kyrie, um, who can shoot the ball at a high clip, uh, that makes it things tough. And then also PJ Washington can help spread the floor too because he's a pretty good shooter. Um, I don't know if he'll score 40 like he did a couple days ago or a week ago, but um, I, I think <laughs> I think he's an underrated defender too. Um, the only thing about the Mavs though, and I think this will be their downfall, is they lack an elite perimeter defender, and I think it'll show if they play a team like the the Clippers or even uh, – even the Phoenix. Wolves, honestly, because or Phoenix, because uh, they have like a guy that can get downhill and no one to stop them. Um, and even like the Lakers, like LeBron can get downhill, and they still they have the rim protection now. They just don't have like that perimeter defender. Um, and, and honestly, it's kind of funny that they got rid of Grant Williams because he probably was one of their <laughs> better <laughs> perimeter defenders. Yeah, he, uh, he wasn't really giving them exactly what they wanted, though. Like, he was struggling shooting, and even defensively, like, by himself, I don't think he's going to get it done on the wing by himself. Yeah, probably not by himself. Um, it, it wouldn't surprise me if uh, there was a little Dinwiddie reunion if he uh, d- oh. got bought out. and got, I think he did get bought or waived or whatever. Um yeah, he did. I, I could see him going back there because that, that could be a nice uh, bench player for them. Yeah, he played so, really well for them. Right now their backup point guard is technically Hardy. Um, and he is not great. Yeah, I, wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't trust him in the playoffs necessarily. No. But um, question for you guys. do you th- So with the Gafford signing, do you think they keep Lively at that starting center role or do you think – they trust Gafford, who's a little bit more experienced, a little bit better um, interior de- defender, more lateral quickness. Um, maybe not the same athleticism above the rim, but um, I think at this stage of his career, is probably a better defender. I, I think you... it. Go no, go... you could... yeah, continue, Alex. No, I was just I was gonna re-ask the question. I was just gonna say, oh, do you yeah. think Gafford would be the starter? Or do you think Lively stays the starter? I, I think that Gafford, I would if I was the Mavs, I would want Gafford to start, just because he's more experienced and he can actually you know what he's going to give you pretty much day in and day out, and this gives you know Lively a more chance to grow and to learn from like a more not not too experienced but experienced center under um uh what was it. Gafford, lively. Yeah, Gafford, Gafford, Gafford. Yeah. No, I think I think it's good. It's going to be good for both of them, but I think in the long run they're going to definitely start Gafford. If I were the Mavs. Yeah, I mean, I I think so too. I think it also gives uh, lively somebody that's experienced a good person to like learn behind. 
because there's definitely times this year where Lively looked really good, but also where he looked like a rookie. And I don't think he'd think – I mean, I'm sure he wants to start as any NBA player does, but I think he would understand it um, if he didn't. Yeah, well, here's the thing. It takes off a lot of pressure for Lively, right? Say they make yeah. the playoffs as, like, what, the seventh seed, and then you have to play OKC first round. I mean, that's a lot of pressure because, like, in that series, you're expecting a lot from your center position if you're playing against OKC. And if they don't get that from Lively and he's playing 20, what, 26, 30 minutes a game um, and he's not performing in the playoffs, that takes a little bit of a hit to your confidence, especially as a rookie going into next year. Instead of, you know, having a Daniel Gafford, having a Maxi Kleber, having a Dwight Powell, uh, to kind of split minutes with and also teach you the learning ropes of the NBA your first year. So I think it's a good move. Um, I do like the P.J. Washington signing too. I think it's, you know, it's going to help more offensively. Like Matt said, he's probably not putting up 40 points, but um, no. definitely going to help you out when it comes to scoring and not packing the paint as much. Because now they can, I mean, if they want, they can run a five-out five op- option too with P.J. Washington at the five. Um, kind of like they did in, uh, with the Hornets. So, um, kind of depends on the matchups, though. So, but um, what did you guys think of the Thunder trade, though, in getting Gordon Hayward? Um, do you think this impacts the Thunder? And if so, how? I mean, I, I love the trade. I think if he's healthy, like, that's a good trade. Um, but obviously, a lot of it, as it always has been with Gordon Hayward since he snapped his leg in half. Um, has been health. He just hasn't been able to stay healthy. Um, but I think he's a solid player, and he, he also adds like a nice veteran presence to this Thunder team that is still really young. Um, I think what would have really knocked it out of the park would have been if they would have got Hayward and Gafford. <laughs> would have yeah really like then I would have actually thought like man this team could actually maybe win the title. Right. Um. But I do still like the move. I think uh, he can definitely add. Like sometimes it, it seems like their bench isn't the best, and I think he could uh, offer a lot of scoring off of the bench and like leadership. Um, and Hayward Hayward is pretty versatile too. He's a good passer and playmaker, but and um, shoot it better I, than Getty as well. Yeah, and like I said though, a lot of it depends on health. Like. Because he yeah. was last I saw, like he was hurt too. I think so. Um, I don't know. I mean, at, at the very least, like he'll be part of the rotation, whereas Bertans was not. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my guess is Bertans probably gets waived, um, and then you know maybe somebody picks him up. But I mean, we I haven't seen him play meaningful minutes in a long time. So. Um, Adam, do you think Gordon Hayward – I mean, I might think about having Gordon Hayward starting for the Thunder squad and then maybe bring Josh Giddy off the bench. Um, really? Especially, yeah, especially like towards playoff time, mm. to have a veteran like Gordon Hayward and then have Josh Giddy run that entire second unit um, versus him kind of having to share it with Shea and Jalen Williams. Um and also, Gordon, I think Gordon Hayward's a better spacer because he can shoot the ball a little bit better than Josh Giddey can. Uh, we saw it in that Timberwolves game where T-Wolves were just leaving Josh Giddey open, which kind of packed the paint a little bit for uh, Shea. But, I mean, it didn't really matter as he put up 30, what, he put up 33. But, um, 
I think it'll just open up this, the floor a lot better for uh, a lot of these OKC Thunder uh, players, See, especially Chet, too. I, I'm i kind of with Matt on this one. I'd rather have Gordon Hayward come off the bench because, like, Kitty's not he's not a big scorer. He's more of a facilitator than anything. I'd rather want him in the starting lineup than, than Hayward because if you can get a solid, like, I don't know, like 15 to, like, 17 points off the bench from Hayward. That's pretty solid. Like, you already have, like, you're not, you already, yeah, I know you're not getting that, but, like, that's best case scenario I'm talking about. But, like, you already have Shea, who he needs the ball in his hand. Like, he's got to have his, like, the ball in his hand every single possession. And then Chet, you got to get him involved. And then, Giddy's going to have some facilitating options as well. And then you got J-Dub as well. So you can't really put Hayward in the starting lineup. I think that would just be clogging all the shots up. I mean, I, I don't think it would work as well if, you know, started. I, I don't I don't get that point at all. Because, like, I think Josh Giddy clogs it up more than Hayward would. And I think Hayward's just as good of a passer as Josh Giddy is. I just don't. Well, I don't think they need him in the starting lineup. Maybe not to start so. off. I'm just. I'm saying playoffs when we get the playoffs. Not right now because obviously Gord's still going through his injury and stuff. But go ahead, Matt. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Giddy really clogs anything up because Chet can shoot it from 35 feet out if he has. <laughs> like they <laughs> they don't have a Gobert down there, so like. I mean, Giddy's the worst shooter in that starting lineup, so and he can still shoot decent. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, you can put like a Rudy Gobert on Josh Giddy and have him help off, so that you can have somebody in the paint instead of having, you know, Rudy Gobert guard Chet, where Chet, you know, is going to be around the arc, so you can't really collapse the paint unless you want Chet to shoot that three. I'd rather have Josh Giddy shoot that three than Chet shoot that three. Well, yeah, really? but like I'm saying, like Chet, <laughs> Chet yeah. doesn't have to play on on Rudy on the perimeter either. Well, no, but the, the Minnesota's a totally different offense, though. We're not running five out. I mean, we're we have two bigs for a reason. I mean, well, they don't run I mean, five out; they run four out, one in. Yeah, but the the one in is Josh Giddy normally. Yeah, I know, and he can still at least shoot decent, like. It'd be better to be able to shoot some versus not at all like Rudy. I'll be honest. Like, he's shooting a lot better this year than he was last year, but it's still not – I mean, he's still not – he's taking, what, like two two threes maybe a game. Um, and percentage isn't that great. And, um, I mean, you're basically hoping for passes from him, you know, at that high elbow or setting screens, um, kind of like the dirty work. But – I mean, honestly, I I would rather than Hayward. I'd rather see Kassan Wall start. You, <laughs> I know, but once you get to playoffs, I'm not starting two rookies in my starting lineup. I'm just not doing that. Chet's not a rookie. He is a rookie. Chet does not play like a rookie. No, he doesn't play like it. Wemby doesn't play like it either. But like they're still rookies, and they haven't played in that playoff scenario though yet. It's a lot different ball game. A lot more physical. Yeah. I mean, they could do. I just feel like that would absolutely kill Giddy's confidence if they put him on the bench. You might as well just trade Giddy away. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, well, okay. Well, yeah, but I mean, if it's going to cause that, I, sure. Then then you probably <laughs> leave Josh Giddy in, but like at least have a conversation, right? Like if Josh Giddy's I like, mean, okay, I'm fine with... If he's like, if he's you know, fine, if I still get it, yeah, the same like minutes. That, that would be decent. Yeah. If he's like, if I get the same minutes, maybe a little bit more, and I'm coming off the bench and I get to run that whole unit by myself to show my value. Sure. Why not? Why wouldn't you versus starting and playing the same minutes and not getting the ball as much? I also think Giddy's a better defender than Hayward at this point in his career, though, too. Yeah. Younger, quicker. I agree. So I think that makes a difference too. Like Hayward's definitely not as good a defender. No, not anymore. No. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess I'd like to see how they use him in the, in the, their lineups and you know how he looks because I haven't seen him play in what we haven't seen him play in like a couple months now. Maybe a month. Yeah, like at least a month. Right. So he, he looked decent at, when he was playing though. I mean, yeah, it's tough to exactly. really tell in Charlotte, though. That's just an absolute dumpster fire. It's kind of like Washington. Like, anybody can play good, unless your name's Jordan Poole. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then you go 0 for 5. Right. Um, Adam, let's get to your team real quick. Um, looking at the Phoenix Suns, added Royce O'Neal and David Roddy. What do you think of their additions? I thought they were great additions, you know. It wasn't anything, you know, too crazy. But, like, you get a great player in Royce O'Neal. Like, you can just space out the floor. And that's exactly what they need. Like, they need more wings. They can space it, space everything out. And David Roddy, you know, he's just – he's not going to get much playing time. But he's he not a bad player you, himself either. Yeah, he could give you, like, 10, 12 minutes off that bench. Maybe not that in the playoffs, but – He's a decent, solid player, better than Kenneth Lofton, who I believe the Grizzlies waived. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. and and for what like the Suns gave up, it Dude, was Ken, pretty much. Hey, Lofton's gone for a while. Well, I mean, yeah, but there, wasn't there like. What was it last year or two years ago when everybody was like, "Oh, Kenneth Lofton's like been so good in the G League. He's been better than David Roddy." Yeah, kind I of, still I mean, think I, he's better than David Roddy. David Roddy's terrible. You think he's better? You think <laughs> Kenneth Lofton's better Dude, than I, David I, Roddy? I do not like David Roddy. His game is terrible. I don't mind. His game. I, I do. I, I like. I love the Royce O'Neal pickup though. That was great for the Suns, and they got him for next right. to nothing. Well, here's the thing. Like, the Suns had no cap space, right? They couldn't make any trades unless it was for a minimum contract type of player or, you know, making a deal like this. I mean, there was – we had teams that had contracts or uh, cap space or even players to trade where we thought they'd make trades like Lakers. I mean, the Nuggets could have used another player to, you know, fulfill their bench. Uh, we thought the Warriors might make a trade. I mean – a lot of these teams could have used a Royce O'Neal, and I feel like the Suns kind of just snagged them from them. Like the Mavericks we just talked about, like they could have used a Royce right. O'Neal. Like, mm-hmm. And, you know, credit to the Suns for going out there and get a, getting a player like Royce O'Neal. I feel like it. you can play him at like the two through four, uh, depending on most nights, and 
um, takes off some of that defensive uh, pressure off the backs of players like Devin Booker and Bradley Beal and Kevin Durant. So um, a nice 3 and D guy, a guy that literally anybody in the NBA would take. Um, and the Suns get a steal here. A player that I, I do wish that they, they would have gotten was uh, Miles Bridges. But Miles Bridges didn't want to waive his no trade clause, so it didn't end up falling you know through. The, you know what the funny thing is? He doesn't even have a no trade clause. He just has a, a thing in his contract that says like if they try to trade me one time, I can I can just deny it. It's not really? even a no trade clause. It's like in his contract. <laughs> huh. it, it was weird. Yeah, that, that that was weird. But yeah, it makes sense for him though, because he's gonna be a free agent this offseason, like. Being the fourth right. option on the Suns wouldn't be the best for him. He's yeah. not. He's not getting. That, I mean, he could win a ring, but you're not. He's not getting this probably as good of a second contract as he would like. Versus playing for the Hornets, where he's going to put up like thirty a game. Yeah, exactly. I mean, dude, he's putting up numbers for the Hornets too, because no one else is good besides Brandon Miller. And it's just him, and Brandon Miller. Lamelo's been out for so long right. too. Right. Yeah, I, I think it's gonna be interesting for the Suns lineup. Like, do you run out like a Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, Royce O'Neal, KD, Nurkic lineup? I think you could definitely start them, but I mean, I think they're gonna work them into the rotation, but and well, see how yeah. he fits. But I think eventually, I think they'll probably end up putting them in the starting lineup. Like, that's a pretty solid five. Like, that's a five that could probably compete with a lot of teams. Like, I think in the Western Conference, when you look at things, you got probably, what, like six teams that could maybe make it to the finals? Like, I'm going through the list. Like, talked about Phoenix, Minnesota, OKC, um, Clippers. Wait, you can confidently say, Denver, like, Minnesota, you can see them going to the finals. You can confidently say that. No, don't get me wrong. I would yeah. love to see it. I would love to see it. But can you be confident that they would be making the finals? No, I, I think it's Denver and the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals. One of those two teams is going to win it. But um, what I'm saying is like five or six teams that have a chance. Like if they get hot at the right times, they could – you know, steal a series. They could steal a couple series, um, and it de- depends on the matchups too. Because, like, what if, what if Denver gets Phoenix first round, or what if OKC gets, I don't know, a, another bad matchup like the Lakers or something. Like, a lot of things could mash up pretty well for some of the teams I just named off. But no, in a perfect world. Probably it's probably Denver, the defending champs, and it's probably the Los Angeles Clippers that I would put one and two. And then the Eastern Conference, it's probably one team for me. It's Boston. Like those three teams are probably the top three favorites in my eyes. You don't you don't feel confident in the Bucks? No, I mean they're losing to the Timberwolves right now by twenty six. Granted, without Damian Lillard, but no, no I, no, I don't. No Dame, no Chris Middleton. Yeah, that that's. That's a whole no, different I, game. I get that. Chris no Pat says... Bev. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think Pat Bev's going to really uh, make a huge impact on that team. But um, 
no, I, I just I don't think I don't think Milwaukee has the same team anymore. Like they don't have the defense anymore. We're we're seeing it all year long. Like they're giving up what are they, ranked twenty sixth overall in defense? Um I don't think we've ever seen an NBA champion that was ranked that low in defense. So Dude, Mike that Conley gives me is hot. That gives me a little pause. <laughs> Mike Conley. <laughs> but yeah, no, I personally I wouldn't I don't I don't think I'd put Milwaukee up there in my eyes. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I mean I I I, I might put the Knicks agree. above them, honestly. Really? I might put wow. the Knicks above the Bucks. I think they got the, the defenders to stop Giannis and to possibly stop Dame. Dude, and let's then, be honest. Nobody can stop Giannis. Okay, Nobody. you're not stopping him. You're not stopping. It's just like <laughs> it's just like Jokic. You're not stopping him, but you can at least slow him down. No, you can't even slow him down, dude. It's just gonna happen. Nothing you can do about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it looks like the T Wolves slowed him down a little bit tonight. What do you put up? Granted, it's not the playoffs. Oh, I don't know. I think he put up less than twenty points. No. Yeah, I mean, I I'm not super confident in the Bucks. I, I think seventeen points. I'm not the biggest fan of the Doc hire either. No, I, I mean that's if anything's a for sure sign that you're not going to make it to the finals. It's you just hired Doc Rivers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mean, you, nah, they're about to be one in five under Doc Rivers too. <laughs> yikes. Dude, why do you think the Clip- the Clippers are doing so good this year? Dude, Milwaukee's paying three coaches too. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's disgusting. Oh my god. They might have to pay a fourth if this goes bad. <laughs> Dude, they might. Uh, they're gonna have no room for like cap space for their players because it's just gonna be coach. They're gonna have to put the coaches in as players. <laughs> Dude, the Wolves are on fire. Yeah, they cook it. It's a good sign. And Milwaukee too. Again, I mean, did I just see AJ Green's got a career high, 21 points, leading the Milwaukee Bucks? That's pretty crazy. Yeah, wow. dude, where's where's everybody finding these AJ Greens and Sam Morels? <laughs> we need to find one. Yeah, I, I know. Um, all right, let's get back on topic though. <laughs> We're kind of going off topic a little bit, but uh, uh, what did you guys think of Philadelphia going out and getting Buddy Heald though? I think. Um, you know, Buddy Hield is, I believe he's got one year, two years left on his deal. Maybe one year. Massive. Give him the championship right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I think Philadelphia is probably the leading candidate to win the finals this year. Um, but if there was one thing that could go wrong that has already gone wrong is Embiid getting injured. So... <laughs> Um, can he stay healthy? Uh, we already know he's not going to win his back-to-back MVP. Um, but it does, it adds shooting to the Philadelphia 76ers. I mean, that's one thing they needed. Um, granted he's not the best defender and he's already been moved around like four or five teams already. So, um, I I think it adds, adds shooting definitely. And, uh, it's going to help space the floor a little bit for Tyrese Maxey as they wait for Joel Embiid. I feel like I feel like this would be a great trade for anybody else. You know, any other team that's contending. But, you know, 
it's not going to do too much for the Sixers. Honestly, I feel the Sixers slipped to being a playing team. I mean, that bad, knowing that Embiid's off the team for extended period of time. I mean, yeah, I mean, you think they're going to fall down to like where the Bulls are? They could I definitely know. fall down. I could see them falling to like an eight or a nine playing. I don't think they slipped that low. Just watch out. I mean, without Embiid, they don't really, like, Maxi doesn't play, like, as good without Embiid. I mean, the whole team is just different. I mean, I could see them slipping to, like, the A seed, but they're not going any They're not, Chicago's not jumping them, Atlanta's not jumping them, Brooklyn's not, Toronto's not. Atlanta definitely could jump them, for sure. <laughs> Have yeah, you been watching they, any they Atlanta? Ke- they kept Dejounte. They kept. De- I know they did. Uh, that's that's huge because, you know, I, all those signs were pointing out ter- towards uh, Dejounte moving on. But, I mean, I mean, they might have kept the best player, honestly. And, you know what? I might have to change my opinion. You know, Atlanta might be up there with uh, the Milwaukee's and Boston's of the world. Okay, maybe not that high, but <laughs> you know what? We'll get to see tomorrow because they play each other tomorrow. Oh, that's. T- I mean, if you guys are uh, thinking about putting a bet down, bet your house on Atlanta winning that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, bet responsibly too. We don't do that. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, true. Um, any other notable trades that you guys wanted to talk about um, on the pod? I mean, there's uh, besides the ones we mentioned. I mean, I feel like we really have to talk about uh, all those moves that Detroit made to put themselves in contention for the championship. <laughs> Like maybe we could win uh, one more game. <laughs> I don't brought, know if they will. Brought in <laughs> Quentin Grimes, uh, Fintechio, and I mean they just got a freaking squad now. Dude, they got Troy Brown Jr. Troy <laughs> Brown Jr. Yeah, Sh- Shake Milton. <laughs> I do like Quentin Grimes and and Fintechio from Utah. I, I think he's a good player. Um, are they gonna fit in well with? Uh, all the other guards they have there with Jaden Ivey and uh, Cade Cunningham. I don't know. But, uh, you know, I, I think this year, I mean, this year, next year, probably the year after, are kind of get right seasons, um, especially in the draft, especially with trying to figure out what you have with uh, Jaden, um, excuse me, uh, Duran and Isaiah Stewart and Ivey and, and Cade Cunningham. But, yeah, not... I wasn't I wasn't thrilled with their uh, with their trades at all. I think they could have gotten more for Bogdanovich. They probably could have gotten more for um, who else did they trade? Uh, uh, Alec Burks. I, I probably would have done separate trades, or if you did that trade, get another pick in that because I mean Alec Burks can be a flamethrower off the bench for a lot of playoff teams. I mean, then yeah, again, I mean, they, they didn't get anything for Monte Morris either, really. No, no, just basically a second round pick. In twenty thirty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, 
But yeah, I mean the the only thing that their trades really did was free up their guard rotation so that Ivy's set in stone in the starting lineup and Sasser is actually going to get minutes consistently off the bench because he's been looking good. I mean, it's about damn time. I mean, Ivy should have been in the fucking starting lineup You're this right. whole year. And they paid Monty, Monty uh, what, $80 million? $80 million over eight years? Yeah, and they, they finally put Asar Thompson back in the starting lineup, too. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, you, you got six wins on the season. I mean, play your young guys. Especially <laughs> ones playing good, too. Dude, their whole team is just a bunch of young guys. Like, I don't... I've never seen such a young team in my life, like from top to bottom. No, I agree. I mean, but that's what you get out of a young team is a lot of losses. <laughs> Sorry, that's just, just the way you said that. <laughs> what? I mean, I've never seen a young team like this before. <laughs> just, I don't know. I thought it was funny, but uh, yeah. No, I mean, literally every single like player on their team is like under 25 years old. Yeah, they got a young team. Very Except young for Fournier. Team, He's about to get 30 minutes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot they got Fournier. Dang. I'm He's guessing like, finally, they, I can play. They're probably going to wave him. He's their new Bogdanovich. Oh, God. So what? We go from Jeremy Grant to Bogdanovich to Fournier? <laughs> it's Fournier. Oh, wait, no, we start with Blake Griffin first. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. Oh. Jeez, they're just, they're going right down the ladder of washed up players. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I, I should put that on Jeremy Grant. He's not washed up, but um, definitely mm -hmm. not your number one option. Oh, I mean, if we wanted to talk about, I mean, Xavier Tillman went to the Celtics for two second round picks and Lamar Stevenson. Um, Another good backup big for the Celtics. I mean, they didn't really need much in general, but it's a little bit of insurance for uh, I like KP. That. Yeah, it's insurance for KP and, and for Al Horford, who he struggled a little bit in the playoffs last year uh, for Boston, and he's getting a little older. So not mm -hmm. a bad pickup. And then, of course, you have um, the Monte Morris uh, trade to the Timberwolves, which... Honestly, I'm not the biggest fan on. Um, there was a trade out there where the T-Wolves offered, I believe it was four second-round picks for Tyus Jones and couldn't get it done. Um, oh. So that's... Yeah, and now he's going to walk for nothing. I know. And they're in last place. <laughs> Lovely. Um, and then also the last trade I want to talk about is just uh, the Toronto Raptors literally getting every Canadian player that they possibly can. Um, they got Kelly Olenek, and they also uh, made a trade for R.J. Barrett not too long ago. So We are Canada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, now they just got to get, like, Dylan Brooks. They got to get Andrew Wiggins, who's, like, a good big man center. They got to get Shea. Olenek. We got to find a way to get Shea. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just <laughs> we'll give up 10 first-round picks for, for the next 10 straight years. If we can just have Shea. You can or maybe they just get him at free agency. You can have all of our ticket sales, everything. We just want Shea. <laughs> <laughs> no. But, yeah, that I mean, that should wrap it up for the trade deadline special. I believe, Matt, you got a lightning round for me and Adam.
All right. First one, we'll just start off with the, the stats, and then we'll move to the um, all-star questions. Sound good? Okay. All right. I'm ready. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll start it off with a eh, fairly easy question. Uh, who currently in the NBA leads the league with the most total rebounds? Would you like multiple well, choice for it? No, I think or I could probably. I think I have a good guess. Uh, if you need multiple choice, I'll give it to you. But I feel like there's a couple. Uh, there's probably only like four people I'd guess. So. Alright, I I think I'm just gonna, just because I know he gets so many rebounds and just bunches, I'm gonna go with Sabonis. Is that your final answer? I'm going to lock that shit in. <laughs> it is Sabonis. Um, he's got a total of 656, which is 28 more than Rudy Gobert in second place. So quite, quite I, I was thinking more. Rudy. I was thinking Rudy. Well, Sabonis has played, I'm pretty sure, every game too. So Yeah. And yeah, I think that just the other day he had like a, almost a 30-rebound game. <laughs> yeah. It's a good question crazy. for Adam. You know, you took long enough for him to look up the answer, so. Um, way to go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, it was a it was a pretty easy one. Uh, we'll start. We'll give Alex a much harder one, though. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. Get, lay it on him. <laughs> I'm just gonna go into it thinking I don't know it. Maybe I'll get it right. <laughs> All right. The the next uh, next question we'll do. Um, let's see here. We'll go with who so far in the NBA through the halfway point has made the most free throws. Oh, free throws. Well, I got, I, mean, I, guy, I get this one. I got one guy in mind. Do you need multiple choice for it or? No, no, I, I have, I mean, it doesn't, I'm, I'm just going to guess, but there's two guys that I have in mind. Both of them are MVP candidates. You can't guess Joel Embiid either. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll I'll give you a hint that it is an MVP candidate, and it, it's either Luca, Embiid, Shea, or Giannis. <laughs> does, does that does that help you at all or no? Yeah, here's. Here's the thing. I think, well, it was Embiid for the longest time, but, like, I swear to God, Shea's got to be up there. Well, I'm just going to go with Shea. I'm going to go with my heart. Or Shea. I, I think he's played majority of the games, and uh, he takes a lot of free throws, which so do, so do all those players. That, it's that probably is, Embiid. That is correct. It is Shea. He's got oh. 403 free throws made. Bang, bang. I thought I was going to psych you out. And if you want to know how many how many Embiid takes, he's got 356 made free throws, and he's played 16 less games than Shea. Right, right. So if he played all those Jeez. games, he would have been way over. That's insane. But good job on that one. Giannis has actually taken the most free throws by like 100, and he's still not in first. <laughs> well, yeah. He takes like 15 a game and makes like six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just clanks them. All right, this. Oh, this is an interesting one. Okay, so back to Adam here. Who in the NBA of players that get like uh, 
actual minutes, uh, has the best assist to turnover ratio. Oh. At the halfway point here. I'm going to need some multiple choice answers. I don't know. You want some multiple choice? What if I could just All name right. it <laughs> without him guessing? Well, he, he gets a guess first. Oh, that's Tyrese is in there for sure. All right, I'll get... I'll, I'll tell you that I'll give you a four. It's, uh, they're all point guards. Or, so it's, <laughs> no uh, way. <laughs> Peyton Pritchard, Tyrese Halberton, Tyus Jones, and Mike Conley. Wow. Not the people who I was expecting. I'm not going to lie. Really? It's, it's <laughs> one of those four. Three, you know of them, three of them were in the top ten for me. I we just, were just wasn't talking expecting about Pritchard. We were just talking about Tyus, so I'm going to go with Tyus. I'm going to lock Tyus? that in. I'm going to lock it in. It yep. is Tyus. And really? He has, oh, and wow. he has led before in the past. He, he's got a yeah. 7.09 assist-to-turnover ratio. This is career, exactly why I wanted him. His career <laughs> his career is crazy when it comes to assist versus turnover ratio. Um, Monte Morris, actually, who we just got, also has a pretty good assist to turnover ratio as well but not as good assist wise um as tyus not as good of a shooter either it's tyus shooting 40 percent from three this year and monte is like a 37 so yeah anyways we'll do eh, we'll do two more stat ones and then we'll go to some all-star ones so we'll go back to alex it's two to one um, let's three straight see answers correct. We got the hat trick. I'm gonna mess it up now. Okay, this <laughs> this one uh, I'm not gonna give you um, multiple choice for. <laughs> you who who not? You should be able to get it. There's two players in the NBA right now that are tied with the most fouls for the season. Oh. Who are they? <laughs> most fouls. I mean, it it should be blatantly obvious. <laughs> Jaden McDaniels is one of them. I, I think you you're thinking Timberwolf. wrong Timberwolf. <laughs> it's pretty obvious. I'm gonna now. I'm gonna go with uh, Carl Anthony. This Towns. guy averages four charges per game. Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> I was gonna guess both Timberwolves players, honestly. <laughs> So Carly the Towns is the one, and then um, uh, Jaron Jackson. Yep, it's Jaron Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was pretty much a given. Yeah, I don't think that should have been a question. We we talk about that's too you much. Know, in it. Well, this is a this is a good one though for for Adam. All right, who is third in player fouls behind those two? I would not have guessed this one. That's tough. Can you give me a conference? Or would that give it away? Um, I'll get, yeah, it's Western Conference. Western Conference? Does he play for the Kings? Yeah, I'll give you a division too. It's uh, the Southwest Division, which is Mavs, Rockets, Grizz, Pelicans, uh, Spurs. So one, one player on one of those five teams. Mm, I'm going to go with Valanchunas. Joe, surprisingly, he, he's uh he's right up there. He's number eight. But do you, do you want to take a guess, Alex? Is it Dylan Brooks? 
It is not Dylan Brooks. But we'll go back to Adam though. It's it's a teammate of Dylan Brooks. A teammate. Uh, is it Sangoon? It is Sangoon. That was surprising to me. I wasn't wow. expecting that, honestly. I did not know that actually. But, wow. Yeah. So, in case you're wondering, he fouls just as much as Townsend, Jaron Jackson, by less than two. (laughs) It's good to know. I mean, we're going to have to start talking about him. I mean, every time we're in the car ride, we always talk about Cat and Jaron Jackson fouling the most. So, it's time for, you know, Sangoon to get his share of uh, praise for that. (laughs) That, Then rounding out the the top five is two Pacers, Turner and Naismith. (laughs) Jeez. I can see for Naismith, Turner probably as well. I mean, those are the two guys that actually play defense on the Pacers, along with Siakam now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they definitely don't prioritize defense. <laughs> no. All right, Adam's up two. Wait, are we tied 2-2? No, he's at 3-2 now. No, he's at 3-2? Yeah, that's right. So, over to you for we'll do this will be the last stat question okay um let's see who has the best steal to turnover ratio and at the halfway point steal to turnover ratio yeah well, I'm pretty sure Shea leads the league in steals. But he turns the ball over a lot. Sometimes. But I most. can't give you a hint either because you'd guess it immediately. Can I, I'm going to guess Mike Conley. Mike Conley? No. No, 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 no. <laughs> you got any guesses, Adam? Actually, it can't be a point guard. What was the division again? It, should I tell you, it's the T-Wolves division, so uh, so Thunder, Nuggets, uh, Blazers, uh, Wolves, and uh, blank on the last team. Um, Portland. So it's not Portland. No, said Por- no Jazz was the last team I've seen. Oh, Jazz. Is it Aaron Gordon? Uh, it's not Aaron Gordon, but his teammate KCP is top five. I mean, th- this guy is literally only known for steals. All right, should I just tell you guys? Yeah, just tell us. It's Thibault. <laughs> it's Thibault? Oh, yeah, my not, God. Not yeah. that hard. Not that hard? Dude, oh, I, I, when you think I of for- defenders in the league, you think of Matisse Thibault because that's all he can do. No, I think of how is he still in the league. That's what I think of. <laughs> All right. But, well. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll move on to All-Star. Hopefully All-Star weekend brings us something special. Hopefully. <laughs> it's in Indiana with that LED court. It's going to be special. It's going to be special. <laughs> All right. We'll start. So it's 3-2 right now. I don't even know whose turn it is anymore. It's my it's turn. Adam, Adam's turn. I mean, I, Adam's turn. I'll, I should get another question because that one was kind of rigged. I mean, Adam hasn't had a hard question all, all day long, and you give me the Matisse Thibault well, question. I'll, get, I'll give a, a two-party question here. There's there's uh, two players that have won the most All-Star Game MVPs, and you'll get a point for each of them. 
I'll I say Adam, both right now. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> let Adam try first. All right, so LeBron. Uh, no. No. Wait, you said the, the most All-Star MVPs? Yeah, yeah All-Star game MVPs. It's not LeBron. LeBron's not there? <laughs> no. No. All right, you want to take a guess at one of them? Just say one, though, Adam, Alex. Russell Westbrook? No. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> uh, just kidding. I know, I know, I know. I know. Okay, it's Adam's oh, turn wait, again. Of, of no, all time? Of all time. One of them's going to be hard. One is, I mean. Oh, okay. Super well, easy. Let me say it. My bad. Kobe Bryant. Damn it. Yep, Kobe's Bryant. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you get you get a chance to guess the second one, Alex. It's probably not somebody from our generation. No, I think uh, black and white TVs. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I don't even know if I get this. I mean, it's definitely like a, a legend you would know, though. Bob Pettit. That is Bob Pettit. Yeah. It is. No, no yeah, way. Is Bob Pettit. No way. Is it really? No. Yeah, it is. Dude, you gotta be kidding me, dude. That I just was a, did a shot random in the guess. Dark. That it was, was like the, the most random guess. That dude, I he is a legend, though. He is, but like, I was just throwing one out in the dark. I have my yeah. hands right here, they, too. I didn't they, cheat. They both won four. <laughs> dude, he, doesn't, he doesn't scream all star MVP to me, Bob Pettit. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, well, I mean, back then they dribbled one handed. And <laughs> That's right. <true. laughs> Um, all right, so is uh, who got that? A- Alex got that one. We get half or a point, or Adam what? got that. Well, one. I was gonna say Kobe. Oh, you got say... that one. So, so four, three. No, no one gets it. I say um, I get it. That was the best question I've right. ever answered. So, out of those four, uh, Pettit's won two, won two of them straight. There's one other player that's won two straight. Who is it? And I'll say they're still playing. Um, pretty sure it's Kevin Durant, right? <laughs> no, it's not Kevin Durant. No. Yeah, it's one of two players. You want to guess? Yeah, I'll guess. Um, is it Damian Lillard? No, I know no. it. I know it. I know I, it. Should I give you a I hint? It. No, it's Anthony Davis. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, okay, here's the hint. Uh, you already set him for another question. LeBron James. No, the <laughs> other person you already said. Dan, wait, what? No, he said one other person. Uh, Should I give you another hint? No. Let me think. His nickname's The Brody. Oh, what? I already Westbrook. said his name? Westbrook, no, that's not even yeah. fair. Come on, I already <laughs> said his name, though. You said Westbrook? Yeah, I said that he had the most MVPs or whatever. For yeah, for a different question. It's the same question. It's part of the same question. <laughs> that was the most in a row. He, he or had, was that a different question? He had two in a row in twenty fifteen and sixteen. Yeah, I knew that. That's why I thought that he had like tied the most. <laughs> it wasn't a dumb answer. Eh, kinda. <laughs> All right, Adam's, Adam's out here. I'll, I'll, th- I'll throw a, I'll throw Alex a, a layup here, but you have to, uh, you only get the point if you guess the second part right, though. Too, who Can has had? No, who who has had the most uh, All Star game appearances, and then who has had the second most that they just passed? 
LeBron James. Oh, that's easy. Just passed Bill Russell. Russell? No, Kareem. Kareem. Yeah, it's Kareem, dude. Oh <laughs> my god. Dude. I literally, big man. I literally threw the alley oop right up to oh you. Oh my god. No, I got I got, you I got the answer, right? It's LeBron. It's LeBron. <laughs> yeah, I said you only get the point if you get the second part though. Nah, dude, I'm Dude, you should have known the Kareem part. They say it every single time they mention the All-Star game. Dude, I took a little I took a little hit from J.R. Smith, so my bad. <laughs> little, I'm buzzing right now. All right, I'll I'll throw I'll throw you another layup, but you have like to be with the, you have to be within in ten points of it, or actually I'll I'll do twenty points. Are you gonna do who, LeBron's career? Who has had the most points in the All Star <laughs> no, game like, over their career? Oh my god, over their career All Star yeah. game points. Well, yeah, this he's been in nineteen so far, so yeah. So don't think too big. Well, obviously. So if I if I do this mathematically, if he averaged around, let's go with 18 points per All Star game. Maybe let's go 20. 20 points per game. If you get this, if you get this right, the exact number, you win. <laughs> I win no matter what. Yeah. Okay, let me do. The, I need to just do the math in my head though. This is a little tough. Oh, I mean. I'm going to go with uh, my answer being uh, 420. 420? <laughs> that was uh, very close. As 426. Damn. Wow. <laughs> but uh, that is pretty impressive, though, that he scored that much in the All-Star games in 20 times. Come on, dude. I was off by six points. That's, that's pretty good. That, that I deserve pretty, to get that, the win. No, that's pretty good. But you do get the point, at least. Do you, do you know who who scored the most points in an All-Star game? We'll bring it back to Adam. Oh, it's got to be Kobe, right? I mean, I, I would think somebody more along the lines of the hat you're wearing. Larry Bird, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I think a little darker than Larry Bird. <laughs> Just Bill slightly, Mc... though. Kevin Bill. McHale. <laughs> I, would, I would think Jason Tatum. Yeah, Jason it's Jason Tatum. Tatum. Yeah, yeah, last I remember year. that. I remember that. Yeah. He scored fifty-five points. Oh damn! Yeah, that was insane. Um, so now Alex is actually in the lead, five-four. We'll, we'll do two more questions. We can just end it right now. I think I'll take the dub. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We'll do, uh, who has had the most blocks in a game? This season in, or career? In an all-star game? In no, just in an all-star game. Oh, in an, oh, that's right. We're talking about all-star. The record is six. It was, should I give you the year? Yeah. Is this the 90s? Uh, yeah, this is, this is Adam's question because he has a chance to tie it. Oh, I think I know it. I think I know no, it. No, it, it was in the it. 80s. In oh, the 80s. 80s. Yeah, at 1980 to be specific. Specific. This, this guy is... Uh, what about Bill yeah. Russell? Uh, no. No? Well, I'm pretty sure Bill Russell was before 1980. Is it Mr. Matumbo? He was, he was playing in the 80s, didn't he? No, that was wrong, too. That was wrong, too? Oh, damn. Well, that was 80s. 
Well, 80s, 90s. Yeah, well, no. The time where I'm pretty sure Bill Russell was 80s. like uh Oh, okay. 60s. I'm gonna. Yeah, Bill Russell go... was like 50s, 60s for sure. We went David Robinson. Bro. <laughs> Did it? Think, think about somebody that's been in 19 All Star games. Kareem? Is it Kareem? Abdul-Jabbar? <laughs> yeah, it is Kareem. <laughs> hey, that was mine. That was my point. I, I said it first. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. It was my guess. Wow, oh, fair enough. <laughs> no, we can just call it neutral as it was none of us got it that one <laughs> all right we'll we'll just do it we'll do one more whoever gets it wins okay what? Right. i'm yeah. up though okay it right. doesn't matter uh, no i don't like that <laughs> yeah, this one's worth matter. two i think this if adam gets it no if adam gets it it's a tie and it goes to a shootout <laughs> this one's worth 10 points <laughs> this one I'm going to make it hard, too, so this one's worth 10 points. Okay. God, I'm not good with the all-star questions. All right. Who is... Tracy McGrady. No. <laughs> He's just like, no way. <laughs> no. <laughs> Actually, this might not be hard, but who is the youngest skills challenge contest champion? They were yeah, years old. Paolo Bancaro. No. You got a guess? I'll, I'll, give you, Carter I'll, give you, I'll give you more more hints as we go on. Walker Kessler. Uh, your, your, your first hint is they're still in the NBA. No, wow. Yeah. And uh, your second hint is they are in the Western Conference. They're in Fox. LeBron? No, it's not LeBron. No. No to both those. Your third hint is. I don't are... watch the skills challenge. <laughs> I know. Probably, dude, that's like the should... one I. That's like the one. This you is don't one watch. that you guys could get. Chris Paul. No, dude. How do you guys not remember this? The youngest skills champ winner is it in the, the last ten years. Can I ask that question? Yeah, it's in the last ten years. The last five years? Uh, not five years. It was seven years ago. It's a bonus. Should I tell you what college they went to? Yeah. Duke? Kentucky. Kentucky. DeMarcus Cousins? Uh, You're on the right track. Anthony Davis? Malik Monk. Nope. Charles Anthony Towns. Yup, Towns, baby. (laughs) (laughs) You guys don't remember him winning that? Hell no. no. Not at all. <laughs> it was when they were I trying remember. out like the bigs versus guards one. Oh, uh, that was like the, that wasn't like the, that's when they changed it up though. That wasn't even like the full skills challenge. Yeah. That was just. No, I know. But well, that's what it has. It was literally like, go the <laughs> grab the ball, get a layup, <laughs> and then shoot a three. That's all it was. <laughs> that that is what skills. Towns is perfect at. Yeah. yeah shooting threes. <laughs> oh my god well adam got it so he's the champ <laughs> what can i say what can uh, it's, I say? it's whatever i got more questions right but it's all good it's all good one by a million <laughs> good win adam good win but uh <laughs> a little bit longer podcast than we thought it would be but uh we will have um a podcast that me and matt just had come out i believe yes or well we did it yesterday but 
Uh, we'll have it come out probably after this one comes out, uh, dealing with um, the All-Star game coming up, or All-Star weekend, I should say. Um, uh, what is that, the 16th through the 18th of February? So um, probably a little reason why Matt uh, had some questions about All-Star um, stuff in here. So um, we will have some more content coming out, though. Um, like I said, in the uh, trade um, predictions podcast with me and Matt, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be doing coach Carter here soon. Um, Adam, uh, pretty, pretty sure we're just going to give up on your TikToks at this point. It, it might come out. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think the fans are done waiting. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we'll wait a little bit longer. We'll give you a week, but other than that, you know, we've kind of given up at this point, you know, but hey, never said that'll never. be. It. <laughs> I think we're saying never. Right now. <laughs> All right, that'll be it here from shot to side. I'm Alex. That's Matt. That's Adam. Peace out. Peace. <laughs>